When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. to Minor League Madness here on Talk the Plank. I'm Haley Ryan and I'm going to be covering a bunch on today's episode. Before we begin, we have yet another Major League debut. Third baseman Jared Triola was caught up from AAA following a Cabrian Hayes injury stint 15-day IL for Hayes. Of course, we needed Jared Triolo up. In his first couple games this week against the San Diego Padres, Triolo was 3-for-6 overall with a hit-by-pitch and scoring a pair of runs. Now, I've always been really, really high on Triolo. I thought he was just really a severely underrated prospect. I mean, he's won a lot of gold gloves. I mean, he's won a lot of gold gloves. He is an above average hitter. And honestly, you know, with Cabrian Hayes being um, third base and locked up there for however long, you know, he's always kind of been blocked by Hayes almost. Um but in the minors, they've been utilizing him as, uh, like, in different positions. He's played a little bit of first, some short. He's been utilizing different positions, which would be really awesome um, to see him stay up because, obviously, if he's performing, you don't want to send down a young kid like that. So um, I'm really excited to see Triolo up. Um, and then on top of that, he had two outstanding game-ending plays, which, I mean— if you see them, you know what I mean, but it's only a flash of what he's done defensively in the minors. He's won multiple gold gloves, like I mentioned. He scored, honestly, he's already gotten the elite title of um, defense in baseball. He's just a great, great third baseman. I'm really excited to see him up, and I know a lot of people were calling for him to be called up, uh, like a lot of fans, and I was super excited to see that because... Like I mentioned, I always thought he was one of the most underrated players. And I know I mentioned in some of my earlier pods that I would like to see him come up, especially since, you know, there is kind of like some lackluster infielders. Um, but obviously when Cabrian comes up that like, you know, we're going to have to see really what they want to do with Triolo because that was the corresponding move. But I hope they keep him up because he's been performing really well. Now, Cody Bolton um, was optioned back to AAA earlier on Friday when Colin Holderman was reinstated, which was kind of expected. Cody Bolton, uh, he was a top name in the minor leagues, but he's yet to really perform spectacular um, so far in the majors, but obviously it's it's a learning game. Um, we're going to adjust. Going back and forth is kind of what you're going to have to face. But 
Um, he's back down in Triple A. Now, I know we've talked about Henry Davis, and I know this has been the topic of Pirates baseball for the past week. Um, but man, I am just ecstatic, like to see what Henry Davis is doing. Henry Davis has done nothing but impress being up here. And I get it. I get it. When you're first overall, that's got to be something that you have to do. Like, I mean, you're first, first overall, one of the most hyped up prospects to be debut or like to have a debut. And, you know, you have to play to that performance. But like, he should, even if he goes into a slump, he should never see the minor leagues again. This dude is practically just like one of the core hitters in the Pirates lineup. He has had a tremendous season against, or a tremendous series rather, against the Padres. You know, but before we get into what he did against the Padres this past series, through his first 41 plate appearances, Davis is hitting 351, including. Like I mentioned, the 7-for-13 and effort against the Padres this past series. He recorded five RBIs, including two big hits that were really kind of... One was the two-RBI single that really put the game out of reach for the Pirates. And then the 5-4 to four, uh, win over the Padres, he was the one who got the fifth run in, which then later proved to be the winning run. He's just been absolutely electric for this team, and this is like really exciting to see these young kids come up because when you sit there and someone like me who watches you know the drafts all the time and you see all these young kids, well, really, it's just like what are you going to you have to play to your potential and these kids are doing just that they are coming up they're getting the opportunity to play and it is fun to watch and i'm pretty sure everybody agrees we love seeing some of these older guys like kutch and carlos santana obviously but seeing these young kids come up and play and like i don't want to say like instead of wasting ab's because like you know but i mean i'm pretty sure when we were employing Philip Evans and Josh Van Meter and Chris Owings. And it's just like, why are we doing this when we could literally be calling up these MLB ready players? And it just seems to completely shift the energy going on, especially with Henry Davis. Now, if you watch the Marlins series when the Pirates were playing in Miami, um, Henry Davis came around to score on an error. Um, and he came around and he was clapping his hands, cheering up. We were down like four to one in the game. And he was coming around, cheering, hyping up the other team, uh, like the other teammates. And that's what we need. These kids, they don't want to, they just want to sit here and play baseball. This is what they've tried. This is what their dream is. And this is so fun for them. And so to see Henry Davis get that um, energy on little uh, blooper hits on, you know, the game in the Padres, the last game against the Padres, he got that sneaky hit, um, you know, and you just see all that and him just laughing and, you know, having a good time and that energy is really, I think, could be really, really good moving forward and I just love how excited he gets over like baby hits um you know or if we score on an error by the other team he just get is like the first to be excited about it which is awesome um he's doing nothing like but impressing everybody and I get it um you know 
everyone kind of had him on this pedestal, but he's not letting the pressure get to him. And if he does, hey, he's a young kid, he's adjusting, but right now, he seems to feel comfortable. Um, but yeah, I know it's early, I know it's only 41 played appearances, but Henry Davis is going to be good, and he's going to be a frontrunner in this team for a long, long, long time. Now, it would be very rude of me if I don't mention Nick Gonzalez. Um, he was also called up, which is just so fun to see. Um, Nick Gonzalez, he got his first home run in MLB hit in one in game one of the Padres series, which was just awesome. His home run went 442, which is not a cheapie. Um, he went three for 12 overall with three RBI and three runs scored in the series. He had a pivotal triple that spiked, um, sparked a uh, three run inning for the Pirates to really put the game on top. Um, now, he has been hitting really, really good, but you know what his key quality is and why he has always been ranked really, really highly on most of the prospect rankings? It is truly because of his speed. He is great, 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 a speedy, speedy guy, and, you know, you know, he beat out that infield hit. Um, to obviously lead the Bucks to that critical seventh inning of game two against the Padres, you know, and he just, he runs everything out, sort of like Ji Huan Bay. Um, but sometimes it feels like just Nick Gonzalez has this natural ability to get out of the batter's box cleanly and he gets there quick. He um, obviously benefits him in the infield. So his speed has definitely been one of the qualities that had him ranked super high. And obviously we've seen a little bit of that and that's so great. They're all bringing their own individual qualities to it. Obviously we know Henry Davis is a great um, catcher slash right fielder with the defense but you know Jared Triolo's got a couple gold gloves to his name so he's bringing that up to the table Nick Gonzalez got his speed Henry Davis has his consistency they're all bringing their own like special quality that has made them so high ranked and so seeing these young kids come up and perform is what it's it's very refreshing to see because as losers of 12 of our last 13 games, you know, you just want to see these kids play. It's just like stop giving ABs to some guys who can't hit and like let's just bring up all these kids because this is what they want to do and they're passionate and you can see how passionate they are to want to play major league baseball so i'm super excited to see all these guys up um you know i've been watching these guys for a while and it's just like crazy to see them all coming up and i just i love it now i was just sitting here talking about how much you know how exciting it is to see all these young kids but now we have to answer this question there are limited roster spots. What are we going to do when some of these guys come back? G-Man Choi started his rehab assignment with the curve this past week, and obviously, as he was brought in through a trade, they're less likely to let him walk away that fast, given his lack of time with the team and his unfortunate injury. If he was a free agent signing, maybe he would probably be more likely to be cut but they're rehabbing him in the curve he's almost back so it's like you don't really want to cut him so does that build Santana's trade value trade deadline is almost there um what do we do with that um on top of that Brian Reynolds is almost back who gets sent down or cut in the outfield we obviously know Henry Davis has been playing a lot of right field and he won't be the one that gets sent back down 
Jackson Winsky could see another triple A stint because while he does have a lot of homers, he has been struggling and he's only hitting 215, which is not very good. Um, I genuinely don't know if that means that Swinski's going to be sent down. And I hope that they don't cut Connor Joe. I really like Connor Joe. I think um, everybody was talking about the full circle with Kutch, but I really like the full circle with um, Connor Joe too. Um, He's been a pretty solid player, and I honestly would not like to see him go. So that poses that question when Reynolds gets back. Um, with Cabrian back in 15 days or, you know, whenever his injury stint is over, are they going to send Jared Triolo down, um, if he stops performing at any time? Um, are they going to send down Rodolfo Castro or Tukapita Marcano for our very cluttered infield? It's very, very interesting to see what they're going to do in the next coming weeks i personally am not a general manager i don't really know um exactly what i would do in this situation to tell you guys but i don't know it's a it's a tough tough conversation to have because you only have so many roster spots but you don't want to you know you want to let these kids play so it's going to be a couple tricky weeks seeing what they're going to do with the roster moves but um, you know, we're just going to see what happens and hopefully more kids come up, but also I am kind of scared to see what they're going to do with the cuts. But again, I'm not a general manager that I'll leave that all of that stress to the general managers. Okay. But now it's time for the recap. Well, I'll fill you guys in. I'm going to fill you guys in on Thursday's game, um, for each team in the minors for the Bucks. But to begin with Indianapolis, they're coming off a 9-8 win over Louisville on Thursday. Cam Aldred got the win, making him now 4-1 with a 3.53 ERA. Christian Roa got the loss for Louisville, now 0-1 with a 27 ERA, so clearly not a lot of time played. But he gave up 8 runs in 2.2 innings, which will certainly boost your ERA. Andy Rodriguez was 3-for-5, and Kanan Smith and Jigba had a two-run homer, as well as Vinny Capra and Alika Williams going deep. Capra's was a three-run shot. Capra had four RBIs on the night, with Miguel Andujar, Cal Mitchell, and Williams all chipping in with one, and Smith and Jigba with two. Indy plays Louisville at Friday at 7.15 p.m. Louisville has Connor Phillips going on the mound, and for Indy, Cal Nicholas. Now, Altoona has lost on Thursday 6-5 to to the Harrisburg Senators following a comeback for the Sens. Jackson Clare got the win for the Senators, now 1-2 with a 3 ERA on the season. Noe Toribio got the loss, now 1-2 with a 5-13 ERA. Harrisburg got two runs in the 7th and one in the 8th to take the lead and hold it. Obviously, this again reflects on what I've mentioned before. The curve bullpen pitching has not been as stellar as it should have been and so we see a lot of comeback wins against Altoona and again we see one here against Harrisburg now Abraham Gutierrez um had a two-run home run as well as Jacob Gonzalez who went deep with a solo shot Gonzalez drove in another putting on two for the night and Mason Martin got in the action with an REI 
They continue the series on Friday when the 34 and 36 curve send Nick Domkowski to the mound with Harrisburg starter to be decided. Domkowski is 2-2 two two with a 4-14 ERA and first pitch is at 7 p.m. Greensboro is coming off a 7-0 loss to the Hickory Crawdads. Larson Kindrick got his fourth win of the season, making him 4-4 four four with a 4.50 ERA. Jacob Deese got his first loss of the season, now 2-1 with a 4.87 ERA. Bats were limited to two hits by White Hendry and Jackson Glenn. So, obviously, not a very explosive game for um, Greensboro. They play it Friday at 7 p.m., Bubba Chandler is on the mound for the Grasshoppers, our two-way player. He is 3-2 with a 6.33 ERA and 66 strikeouts. Winston Santos is going for Hickory. He's 3-4 with a 5.37 ERA and 43 strikeouts. Now to wrap up the recap, Bradenton lost on Thursday 5-1 to the Clearwater Threshers. Samuel Aldegheri got the win, now 3-0 with a 3.46 ERA. Carlos Lamelli got the loss, now 3-2 with a 3.26 ERA. Andrew Walling got his fourth save of the season, and unfortunately, Tamara Johnson was 0-5 with three strikeouts. They play Friday at 6.30 p.m. Jan Cambrera is going for Clearwater, 2-4 with a 5.18 ERA and 46 strikeouts. Bradenton is to be determined. Now that's all I have for your minor league minor league madness here on Talk the Plank. Make sure to follow Talk the Plank at Talk the Plank Pod and myself at Haley Ryan with an underscore after Ryan. Thank you so much for tuning in. Next week is the big draft, so next week's episode is going to be a little bit little bit more special. Um, so we're gonna deep dive into a little bit more of the draft, see who the uh, Pirates could come away with first overall. Thank you so much for tuning in again, and let's go Bucks. <laughs>